coming up on Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen. And what I see in Christian, Christian people, this was true of Karen and me, I completely came out of a performance-based background, and so did Karen. We came out of a background that if you did good, you got loved better, and if you did bad, you got clobbered. I would view, view you like I would with to God. If you're feeling that way, maybe God feels that way. If you're mad at me, God must be mad at me. And it was. It was very destructive for our relationship because we, could, we were not giving the grace that we so desperately both needed. Our choices decide if we're going to live in God's blessing or not. Now, if you're a Christian, you're on your way to heaven. You're going to be very blessed there. The issue is this life, okay? This is Deuteronomy 30. God says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing choose life that both you and your descendants may live. God says, you have choices, And I'm telling you right now, I put life and blessing right in front of you. And I'm saying, make the right choices and you can have blessing. This is what he says to the children of Israel. Listen, he says for you and your descendants. Did you know that your children and your grandchildren are going to be directly affected by every decision that you make? God says he visits the iniquities of the fathers, the mothers and fathers to the third and fourth generation. Every every decision that I make will affect my great-grandchildren. And so when I choose blessing, did you know I'm not just choosing blessing for me, I'm choosing blessing for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. Every time I choose, I'm making a choice that is going to affect generations after me. And so God says to them, you have a choice. And your choice, Israel, I want you to be blessed, but it's your choice now that's going to decide. Well, let me tell you the two choices of blessing. It's very simple. The two choices of blessing, living in the blessing of God. You say, well, of course I want to be blessed, Jimmy. I, I want to live in the blessing of God. Okay, well, let me tell you what the choices are. Genesis, uh, John 1, this is the gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14. This is talking about Jesus. And it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So there's two choices that we're going to make. To be blessed. The first is the choice of grace. I want to talk about what grace means and living in the blessing of grace. The word grace basically means a non-performance-based relationship. It means unmerited favor, but it means not having to perform to get favor in a relationship. Now, there's a difference between mercy and grace. Mercy means I'm not going to give you what you deserve. And so you, you come to me and you owe me a million dollars and you come to me and I give you mercy and you're going to get thrown in jail because you owe me a million dollars. And you come to me and mercy says, I forgive the debt. You owe me a million dollars. I forgive the debt. I'm not going to give you what you deserve and put you in jail. Grace says, here's another million and you don't have to pay it back. Mercy paid my debts. Grace made me rich. God is a God of grace. He does not relate to us based on our performance. He does not. He does not. He is a God of grace. And to live in God's blessing, we have to understand grace and we have to understand what it is. Now, let me, let me say this. As a counselor, as a marriage counselor for many years, you cannot get closer to God than your concept of him will allow. 
And most of us believe that God's mad at us. Okay. You can't get closer to God. And what I see in Christian, Christian people, this was true of Karen and me. I completely came out of a performance-based background, and so did Karen. We came out of a background that if you did good, you got loved better, and if you did bad, you got clobbered. And so we came into a graceless relationship, and I had no good concept of God. I loved God, and I was saved, but I thought he was always mad at me. I didn't know if he really knew me that well, honestly. I knew that he knew me in general. I just didn't know if he really knew me, and I thought... You know, I'm going to kind of stay away from him because he's probably ticked off at me. And if I kind of, you know, keep my distance, maybe he won't nuke me. It, we, it was just all about performance. Look at our world today. I mean, I, I look at women especially today in just this bondage that women are put under to look a certain way. You know, and, and just people in general, you watch these ads on TV, my teeth can't get that white. I'm, I'm sorry. The, I can't get those abs, you know, those six... I, I've got 12-pack abs. You know, I actually have washboard abs. I just have a load of towels in right now. And, but, you know, look at what we do to each other. And, you know, you have to just, you, you have to just, the tan just perfect and look just perfect. And these sculpted bodies, you look at these ads on TV, and I, eat, I always like to eat potato chips when I watch those ads. And it's like, nah. You didn't get that body with that machine. You got that body somewhere else, and they're paying you to use that machine. Say that you got that body there. You didn't get that body there. If your abs look just right, if you've got the right proportions, if your teeth are wide enough, you know, everything just, that's called performance. You know, and Karen and I take care of ourselves. I mean, we want to be healthy, but hey, what's enough? What's enough? It's a dog and pony show. It's never enough. And it's totally performance-based. And let me just tell you something. We're getting older. Karen and I are getting older. You know, if you don't die, you're going to get older. That's the principle behind the whole thing right there. And the point is, our bodies are changing and we're getting older. But I made a decision a long time ago. Karen Evans is the most beautiful woman in the world, period. I don't care how old she is. And I will never compare her body to any woman who did not pay the price to bear my children. I'm not putting her under that. I'm not doing that. But when... When you're in the bondage of this performance-based love, it's not grace. It's a, it's a bondage. It's a curse. Do better, and I'll love you better. But if you don't do good, I won't love you. That's performance. That's the law. Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. Jump in daddy's lap. Dirty diaper, wet, gross. Jump in daddy's lap. He loves you. You don't have to get your act together. Jump in his lap. He understands. He's been there, done that. He's a God of mercy and grace. But in order to live in the blessing of grace, first of all, I have to receive it for myself. And secondly, I have to give it away. People are always doing something wrong. People are always failing me in some way, hurting me in some way every single day. Jesus said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He said, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. God will give us as much grace as we give away. And unforgiveness is torment. Jesus in Matthew 19 said that, talking about a parable, he said, turn that man over to the tormentors. He was talking about a man who wouldn't forgive. Unforgiveness is torment. So whether a person's really done me wrong or they just haven't done enough or they're just on my nerves. Living in grace means every day I'm forgiven 
Because of the blood of Jesus, not my performance, not anything I can do, I'm forgiving and I am living in the love of God, believing that God loves me and he's for me. I'm living in that and I'm going to give it away. Forgiveness doesn't make them right. It just makes me free. And until we let the past die, it will not let our future live. Performance, performance, performance. I will never live that way again. It's a curse. I'm living in the grace of God. I'm believing that I'm loved of God and I'm going to live that way and I'm going to give that way to other people and I'll tell you that's a blessing. There's one other choice and it's the choice of truth. Jesus was full of grace and truth. This is not law. This is not, truth is not law. Truth is information to give me victorious living. And let me, let me give you a couple of examples here real quick. When Karen and I got married, all the financial information I had ever received in my life was wrong. But over the years, we learned the truth about finances and how to steward finances, not just giving, but stewarding and, and managing. It transformed. our. It's a blessing. Money, money's not everything, but it's a blessing when you do it God's way. What if you don't steward money properly? Does God love you? Absolutely. What if you don't give? Does God love you? Absolutely. You're not loved less if you give, but you're blessed if you give. What if you're a poor money manager and you're always in debt and you go bankrupt? Does God love you? Of course he loves you. You're just loved. Not based on your, you'll always be loved. Just exhale. You're loved. You can't do anything. If you've done the dumbest thing in the world, he still loves you the same. So why does he want us to live in the truth about money for victory? To be blessed. Why does he want us to live in the truth of marriage? Victory, to be blessed. Why does he want us to live in the truth of everything? Morality, sexuality, everything. He wants to bless us, but you can't be blessed without truth. Not law, because law is performance. It's a point system. The law has been done away with. There is no more law. Thank God there's no more law. It's done away with. Jesus fulfilled it. Okay, I'm loved of God, period. So why then should I learn truth? To live a victorious life. What is truth? John 17, Jesus said, Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. What is your relationship with this word? Most Christians never consult the Bible when they're making an important decision. But Jesus said, my word is like a person who hears my word and does is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. When you build your life on the eternal principles of the word of God, not law, not law, not performance, truth. The truth about how to talk, the truth about how to treat people, the truth about money, the truth about marriage, the truth about parenting. It's all right here in this book. When you live your life on truth, you're not loved more, you're just more victorious. The most blessed man in the history of the world was a man full of grace and truth. And when Karen and I got married, I was a performance-based man totally deceived as a Christian. I lived in deception about marriage, about money, about the way I talked, about everything. I was an ignorant man, totally performance-based, living a curse. On my way to heaven, but miserable on this earth. And thank God that by His grace, I've learned two things. Grace and truth. 
here and we're talking about John 1, where the Bible says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. I've, I've waited for so many years to, to teach on this particular teaching. And it doesn't sound like, you know, when you're listening to it, that it's specific to marriage. It makes all the difference to marriage because when you and I got married, we didn't have any concept of grace. Yeah. We had, we both came out of performance oriented environments mm-hmm. where if you did well, you were loved more. If you didn't do well, you know, mm-hmm. you weren't loved quite as much. And we had, and that's the way we related to each other mm-hmm. is kind of a fear based, performance based relationship where we just, it wasn't grace based. Mm-hmm. We couldn't let down our guard. But here's a comment that I made because remember it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. And it doesn't mean that Jesus was half full of grace and half full of truth. It means he was a hundred percent full of grace and a hundred percent full of truth. And that's the way we're supposed to be. And, and I, I want to talk about how that relates to our marriages. But let me go just a minute to the concept of grace. You cannot get closer to God than your concept of him will allow. Mm-hmm. Okay. The children of Israel came out of Egypt. And when they came into the wilderness, they immediately began to accuse God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they saw God through a Pharaoh filter. Mm-hmm. They had been whipped and beaten and intimidated and driven for 400 years or hundreds of years after Joseph died. Mm-hmm. And now God comes by his mercy and rescues them across the Red Sea, which is symbolic of the blood of Jesus, brings them out of the wilderness. And the first thing they said is, you're, you're going to try to kill us. Mm-hmm. Out here, And all through the wilderness, they kept challenging him. Moses even struggled in that area. But a loving God mm-hmm. was trying to take them into the promised land. But because of their past, they just couldn't receive it. So I'm talking about grace, a grace-based marriage. And looking back into your past, and I want you to talk about this, Karen, because we love our parents. Both of our, all of our parents are saved. Mm-hmm. My, my dad's with the Lord now, but all of our parents are gloriously saved, phenomenal people. Mm-hmm. But back when we were growing up, they weren't, mm-hmm. or they were just getting saved. Mm-hmm. But when we first got married, we, we needed God in a big way. But both of us saw the Lord. I love the Lord, but I didn't know he loved me. Mm-hmm. You loved the Lord, and you thought he didn't love you. Mm-hmm. And so we needed God, but we couldn't get to him because we saw him through a Pharaoh filter. Well, and my filter was kind of a Jekyll Hyde. Yeah. You know, like um, one day you might like me, and then you scream and yell at me, and then act like you never screamed and yelled. And so, you know, I was always, you know, I never was, I couldn't trust that really God was as good as he, he says he is. Yeah. He is, because I didn't see it. I never saw it. And the same with you. Right. I remember that the fights that we used to have, that, you know, I, I would view, view you like I would with to God. If you're feeling that way, maybe God feels that way. Yeah. If you're mad at me, God must be mad at me. And it was, it was very destructive for our relationship because we could, we were not giving the grace that we so desperately both needed. And we, and we both held each other to a standard mm-hmm. that said, if you love me this way, I'll respond to you this way. If you love me this way, I'll respond to you in a different, completely mm-hmm. different way. And it was Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. And that's what it creates is hurt and mistrust. And, and I, want, I want to say this because, uh, again, we've been married for many years. And today, Karen and I, we love Jesus and we know he loves us. And if I make a mistake, too bad. He still loves me. I mean, he, he loves me on my good days, my bad days, and he doesn't love me more when I do good or less when I do bad. So I want, I want to go to the issue of grace and truth for this minute because some people hear that when you've been raised in a performance environment, you think, well, no, no, wait, wait, wait. When you do bad, God, God's mad at you. He's going to get you. 
You know, you're going to trip on something and, you know, skin your knee and he's going to say, watch it. Mm-hmm. And when you do something good, something good's going to happen to you. He's going to say, oh, you did something good. There you go. That concept of God will keep you away from God mm-hmm. is that punitive, like you said, Jekyll and Hyde, unstable kind of a, a performance relationship. Jesus was full of grace. Mm-hmm. And that means he knew that he was loved of God. And he knew that regardless of what he did, he was loved of God. It was that the love of God was the foundation of everything else. But let me go to the truth aspect for just a minute. If God really does love me, okay, absolutely, teetotally by the blood of Jesus, regardless of what I do, then what is truth for? Because it says that Jesus was full of grace mm-hmm. and truth. Grace is about eternal love. Truth is about victorious life. Mm-hmm. Why does God give us truth? So be successful. Truth about marriage, truth about money, truth about how to relate to people, truth about the spirit realm. If God didn't give me truth, I'm going to live the rest of my life, you know, failing and just frustrated. And I don't know. God gives me truth. But even if I reject that truth, in other words, if I live imperfectly and I make my mistakes with money and I make mistakes in marriage and I make mistakes in people, if I believe in Jesus, I'm on my way to heaven and God always loves me. The grace of God means I can always jump in daddy's lap and he always loves me. The the throne of Jesus, the Hebrews 4 says, come boldly before the throne of grace so that you could receive grace and mercy to help in your time of need. Many marriages, Karen, are Mm fear-based and Mm performance-based because they love the Lord. I know that you're watching this probably on a Christian network right now. And you love the Lord, but many people who mm-hmm. have been raised in a performance-based family mm-hmm. where there was inconsistency, and all parents are imperfect, they get married, they see God through the filter of God loves me more when I'm good, mm-hmm. less when I'm bad. I, I've, I've got to be careful because mm-hmm. if I'm having problems, especially if I'm doing something wrong, I probably can't go to God mm-hmm. because God's mad at me. Yeah. And you're living in this kind of a you know disequilibrium, and all of a sudden you put that over on your spouse. Yeah. And now we're living in a performance, fear-based relationship, Mm -hmm. and I can't trust you and all that. Rather than saying, Mm -hmm. I want to live my life full of grace and truth. And grace means this. I believe in Jesus. I believe I'm saved by his blood, period. No question mark. No doubt about it. I'm going to, I don't care what I've done. I'm running to God and jumping in his lap and he's my solution. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to live in that kind of grace and I'm going to love you with that same kind of grace. But, because I want to honor him and live my life successfully, I also want to live in his truth. When it takes the vindication out of us that we think we need to be vindicated or we want vindication. Right. You know, and we leave everything that we think is wrong up to God. Yeah. You know, because, you know, he filters things through a loving, gracious, kind, you know, filter. Yeah. And yes, yeah, someday, you know, everyone will answer to him. But until then, you know, we... As a Christian, especially as a Christian couple, it's the greatest thing that we can do for the world is to show the gospel through our marriage. Right. You know, the, the gospel is the most powerful thing in the Christian uh, kingdom. I mean, it's, it's, it is the power of God is, right. is the gospel. And as a couple, if we live that, if we present to the world what the gospel looks like, you know, it to me, not only does it transform the world, but it helps transform marriages. You bet. God made marriage to be a blessing, a wonderful blessing, and it is. But we had to get healed from, and again, our parents, dear saints of God, and they're, they're wonderful people. But my parents didn't know the Lord when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. They were good people, mm-hmm. but they just didn't know the Lord. And, and your parents, you know, had issues just like we had issues as parents. Mm-hmm. But when we got married, 
we were living in a fear-based, performance-based mm-hmm. relationship. Didn't have the truth related to marriage, mm-hmm. but worse still, we had no sense of God's grace. And, and I want to say to you, God loves you. God loves you, period. There's nothing else to it. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you've trusted him as the Lord of your life, you're saved. You're forgiven, period. And now the grace of God that saved you is going to carry you for the rest of your life. And regardless of what you do, God will never love you more on a good day or less on a bad day. He is the best parent in the universe. He's more consistent than any human being could ever be. He's your safest relationship. And if you've made mistakes, if you're failing, if you failed, go go jump in his lap. He will never reject you. He's the most loving person I've ever met. And after all these years of following him, I love him more and I trust him more. And he's my very best friend. And so once you accept that for yourself and you begin to live in that, then not only can you get the help that you need, you begin to love that way. Is when I began, Karen, when the Lord, his grace began to be real in my life, mm-hmm. I stopped being a slave driver to you. Mm-hmm. And you would do something that I didn't like or do something that I thought was wrong. And rather than jumping down your throat, I would just look back and say, give her grace. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that changed our marriage. Oh, absolutely. Because I wasn't just bearing mm-hmm. down on you all the time. Mm-hmm. But we're going to come back in, in just a minute and talk more about this. But this is something that has a huge impact on all of our lives. This issue of grace and truth. And so right now we're going to ask you, all the help that we give to you is based on the people that support us financially. We would love for you to help us take this message across America and around the world to help people succeed in marriage, to help people heal from bad marriages and bad experiences, but also help to keep keep little children together with their parents. It's one of the biggest reasons that we do this is the heartache that children go through when there's family problems and family breakup. Would you be a financial partner with us here at Marriage Today? And here's how you can do it. We hope that you've enjoyed this program today. Really, really, I believe this is one of the most important programs we've ever done because we're talking about really your concept of God. You know, Jesus was full of grace and truth. Grace means we are eternally loved by God. If you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're forgiven. God's not mad at you. God took out all of his anger on Jesus, and he's not mad anymore. When we come and we receive Jesus Christ, we're forgiven, and our sins are washed away, and now he's our daddy. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week, regardless of what we've done, because we've all done something wrong, God loves us. He doesn't love us more when we do good, less when we do bad. Grace is about eternal love, and you can exhale and relax. Truth is about victorious life. Truth is about learning to live the way that we should so that we can honor God and be successful and fulfill our destiny in God. Live your life full of grace and truth. It will dramatically affect your marriage. Thanks for being with us today. We'll see you next time right here on Marriage Day. God bless you.